All right, what's happening, everybody? I want to welcome you to the Holy Perspective podcast. I'm here with two of my great friends that I'm going to introduce in a second. But before I do that, I want to talk about what the mission of this podcast is, and that is to invest in the spiritual growth and personal development of every listener, um, allowing you to overcome difficult struggles and live a successful life, all while staying firm in your faith in a culture that opposes godliness. With every episode, our aim is to prepare you to cause an impact in your circle of influence and continually get you closer to fulfilling the purpose that God has created you for. So, if you have not listened to episodes one, two, and three, I recommend that you go back and listen to those because those are the pillars. Uh, Those are pretty much the foundational episodes of this podcast in which we talk about why this podcast was created. We talk about standing firm in faith, purpose, living a life of success, etc. But before I do that, before we go any further, I want to take a moment to introduce these two fine gentlemen. So to your left, my right is Ramsey Gomez. Uh, Ramsey Gomez. Uh, I'll preface this by saying I, I met these guys less than a year ago, um, and they've become a fundamental part of my life. And uh, just being able to live life together and, and share faith and share our, our growth and our journey, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Ramsey Gomez, he is currently a high school youth minister slash youth pastor. Um, just an excellent heart of service. He's pretty much worked through uh, facilities, um, has a great zeal and ambition for the Lord. And I know he's going to have a lot to share tonight. Um, he he uh, recently, God kind of changed his path. And so uh, I know he can speak into that uh, later on today. And to your right, to my left, is Ethan Parks, another fine gentleman, someone with really a heart for sharing the gospel. Um, you know, somebody that I've, I've come to know and love, uh, recently engaged and soon to be married. Um, and he, he has been called feels called to the missions field in Thailand. So um, if that doesn't pique your interest, well, and I don't know what does, but uh, I know he can speak into that. Hmm. So um, anyway, how are you guys feeling today? How, welcome to the podcast. What's up? Dude, thanks for having us. Uh, dude, so blessed, so <laughs> thrilled and stoked to see how this rolls out and just have edifying conversation. Yeah, super excited. It's you know, a blessing, even just thinking of how you were talking, uh, how we first met less than a year ago, um, who thought we'd be doing this, just hanging out, you know, talking about what God has done, giving him glory and yeah, excited. Right. right. Praise God. That's awesome. So, uh, we're going to start here in, this, in a second, get into the main content, but before we do, um, Ethan, can you pray us in, just bless the time that we mm. will share together? Yes, sir. Uh, Dear Lord, just thank you, Father, uh, for bringing us here, God, for simply for getting us up this morning, Lord, and giving us another day to be filled with your spirit, Father, as it's such a blessing, truly, as we could uh, take it for granted sometimes, Lord. But thank you for the blessing of this day, for your love, Lord, for your cross, for this friendship, this brotherhood you have. Uh, knit between us Mm. lord i pray this conversation we have today 
yeah, just edifies us, just points to you and your cross. Um, yes, Lord. As we're going to talk about today, what you took us from, uh, what impact you had on our life, Lord. Um, and yeah, may you get all the glory, Lord. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. So um, both of these guys here, they have a heart for the missions field. And uh, we're going to talk about what that means, reaching the unreached and uh, sharing the gospel in really places where tragically uh, there's not a lot of the sharing of the gospel. There's not many Bibles. There's not many preachers. Yeah. Uh, but I know some of you guys listening probably are like, why should I even care about uh, missions or the unreached? Mm. So we want to preface and we want to start by talking about uh, just Jesus Christ and the impact he's, ha he's had in our lives and why we should even care to bring him into our lives. Why, why the need for religion, Christianity? Mm -hmm. um, I remember growing up myself, I kind of just wanted to do my thing, being 13, 14, 15, like yeah, I would go to church every once in a while, but I didn't understand the need for it. I was just like, why that religious tradition of like going to church? Um, and I think in society today, church has become a thing that people do, but without like the proper understanding of like why we need a relationship right. with Jesus and the impact that he's had really in, in all of humanity, mm. if they're willing to mm. open up. So for sure, I'm going to start with, with Ramsey. I want to ask you, Tell me a little bit about uh, your, your journey coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ and why that has had an impact in you. Yeah, um, that's a wonderful question. And I'm currently doing my study and my teaching for the high school ministry in the book of Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is just about finding your purpose and finding what life is about because everything is temporary. Everything passes away. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says that God has placed eternity on our heart purposefully, meaning that he has left a gaping hole in our hearts and that we are all subconsciously or consciously trying to find and figure out how do we fill that gaping hole? And so we keep searching for the temporary when only the eternal can fill that gaping hole. And that eternal, that eternity is through Jesus Christ. And so when I have found that and received and accepted that, I realized that I had filled that gaping hole with sexual sin, with girls, transparently partying, sometimes going to class drunk um, once a week, but three times a week I was just living it up with my friends and filling that gaping hole and that temporariness wasn't enough at one point. So I found Jesus and he took me away from that and did give me that joy. Um, yes, it's still a struggle and it's hard walking life as a Christian, but this joy is um, irreplaceable. It's indisputably the only thing that matters that is eternal. And so through finding Jesus and accepting him as my Lord and Savior, he has radically transformed and shifted my perspective and my life. Praise God. That's awesome. What would be, just to follow up on that, what would be the main difference, if you could say, that you feel now in your mindset, in your life, before knowing Jesus and now? knowing Jesus, what's changed? I would say that there's hope, that there is the promise of the second coming of Jesus Christ to where one day, even though I feel like my sufferings are too much, my trials, my tribulations, everything just seems hopeless and purposeless, 
I have now found something to look forward to. I've, mm. And it's promised. So I can rest in the fact that everything that I do now is actually meaningful because God uses the good, um, uses everything for good for those who love him. And so I really feel like I live with some pep in my step now, you know? Mm. That's awesome. Praise God for that. Um, so same question for you, Ethan. Tell me a little bit about your life before knowing Jesus and after, and what was that change? Um, yeah, before knowing Jesus, you know, for me, I grew up in Christian school. I grew up going to church. Uh, yeah, you know, remember just people speaking in tongues when I was in church when I was young, just all these stories. Just a big part of my life was church. Um, and then high school hit. Uh, still claimed to be a Christian, but wasn't going to church or anything or reading the word other than uh, youth group sometimes. And then after high school hit, got introduced to weed, um, started smoking, and and yeah, and then just fell into a, I guess, a rabbit hole of smoking and, and uh, sexual sin, but still <clears throat> always claimed to be a Christian, thought I was. Um, you know, saved, thought I was a believer um, because I knew of this truth. I knew of what Jesus did on the cross for our sins, for my sins. And, and yeah, I thought because I believed, you know, in John three sixteen, thought that I believed that, that uh, I was saved, that, you know, that there's certain type of Christians and then there's other certain type of Christians. You know, mm-hmm. there's ones that, you know, make church, make sharing the gospel, make, you know, living for Christ their life. And then there's people like me, you know, rather be much into sports rather than rather be into, you know, smoking weed and going to music festivals, things like that, but still be a Christian. Um, and then, yeah, there's long story with my testimony, but then a part of it, uh, I lost my abuelo, um, and this was after a period of me putting down weed, me putting down sexual sin, and and and, and picking up the word for a month, a, a month or two, and was promising God all these things this time, like you know I'm never going back, this and that, this and that. Um, long story short, and I ended up yeah losing my abuelo, was at the funeral af- at the after um, party at the funeral, and then the enemy started to bring in this uh, just moping sorry feeling like you know you lost your grandpa you lost your abuelo uh you know you deserve to you know just relax just let loose so i ended up hitting my cousin's wax pen um and then that fell into just another deep road of of uh of of feeling lost big time into sexual sin um like big time and they're just wasting like thousands on, on weed and stuff like in a period of two months. Mm. Um, and then, yeah. And then where I'm getting with this is God woke me up, you know, with, with his word. And, uh, Hebrews 26 was the verse for if we sin willfully after receiving knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, just a, um, expectation of the fiery indignation and judgment to come. Um, so anyways, yeah, that moment, you know, God put his fear in me Mm -hmm. and 
and like Ramsey said, you know, especially after that, there was a lot of struggles with condemnation and, and, and having the Holy Spirit in me. And I think that was the biggest change, how right. the follow-up question you asked Ramsey. Yeah. Um, you know, I was still having all these thoughts or I guess attacks from the enemy, but mm-hmm. never felt a conviction from it mm-hmm. like I was feeling now. Um, and, and kind of was just going crazy in my mind, didn't know what to do, didn't know why I was having all these just thoughts attacking me. Um, but yeah, after he saved me, the impact was massive. You know, like Ramsey said, to, to live a life thinking I was Christian, you know, thinking to just make money, whatever, have a family, do whatever in life, believe and then go to heaven. Um, but now just knowing that, you know, Jesus truly is the hope that he's the reason for this life to be in relationship with the father, to, you know, know him and make him known. Um, but yeah, the impact was, was massive. You know, you can't even put it into words how massive it is when you really seek the Lord with all your heart and find him, um, yeah, there's nothing, you know, nothing on this earth like it. Yeah. And like you said, you know, that sacrifice is <clears throat> for every single person, for all of humanity. It's not just for whatever Christians, this or that. It's for every single person. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, he opened my eyes to accept that because, you know, many don't. But, but yeah, insanely massive impact. Yeah, that's so powerful. I love what you guys shared. Um, and just to reiterate, like, I think uh, the main thing is a life without Jesus is a hopeless life, right? Yeah. And, and you can fill up this earthly life till you're 85, you know, at best, because that's like the average lifespan. Yeah. And you can live it up. You can party. You can have sex. You can drink. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, there's a void that is specifically created to be filled by God, by Jesus. Um, and then we can spend our whole life you know, going from marriage to marriage, going, spending our, our life away, but trying to fill that void that only Jesus can fill. Um, and I love what you guys are sharing because there is freedom, right, in Jesus. Like there, there's a, a certain breaking of bondage that takes place. Mm. And, and it says that when we come to know him, we are new creation, right? Yeah. We're born again. Um, and so just to encourage the, the listeners, like there is hope for you, right? Mm. And there's somebody that loves you like no one's ever loved you, right? Maybe uh, you have absence of fatherhood. You know, dad's never been around. Mom's probably not been there for you. Maybe you feel betrayed, but there's somebody that's faithful that's always going to be there for you, and that's Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. And um, we want to encourage you, before we even get into missions and what that means, to come and know him as your Lord and Savior because mm. that is the foundation of what this podcast is built upon the reason why Mm. it's holy perspective it's because it's built upon the holy one right jesus christ Mm. um and so we just encourage you guys uh if you don't know jesus get a bible um just start to research to learn more about him invite him into your heart you know there's no set way word for word prayer just ask him and recognize that you're a sinner and just ask him to come into your life um and so with that, I want to segue and start talking about uh, really the life of a missionary. I know you guys probably haven't been in the field, but mm-hmm. you have a heart for the unreached, a heart for the lost. And so 
can you guys speak into what is the need that is out there, you know, in the Middle East uh, for the or whatever country, you know, for the unreached? Why is there such a necessity for people to go and share the gospel uh, nowadays? Yeah, so, man, what the unreached is, is a group of people that are without the reach of Christians, churches, uh, or Bibles in their own dialect. So reached people are pretty much people like America um, because they are within the reach of Christians, within the reach of a church, within neighbors who believe in Jesus. But the unreached people groups are places geographically that have little to zero access to the gospel. So that's what that is. And the reason why the need is so high is because people live, breathe, and die have a family, have a great job, um, do all these amazing things, never once hearing the name of Jesus. When we are so spoiled to go to Sunday church every morning, even Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, whatever it looks like, and we're constantly fed the word, yet we still reject and resist it. And so the reason why this is so high is because people live, breathe, and die, never once hearing the name, and they're not being judged for what they don't know. We think God's a just God. We think he's a righteous God, and he is. So they think that people who've never heard the name of Jesus, they have to be saved. They have to go to heaven. But what we don't realize is that they're not being judged for what they don't know, which is Jesus. They're being judged for their sin. Mm. And the wages of sin is death. It says that in Romans 8. So we realize that the need is high because people are dying every day, being sent, being condemned. And... Um, even in Romans 1, it says that everything, all creation magnifies the name of Christ, that they subconsciously know that there's a God, but still re reject Jesus. And you can't get the gospel out of looking at the creation. So again, there's all this evidence that shows that in the Bible, evidence from the Bible that says they're being judged for their sin. And so there are approximately 3.23 billion people. That's about 40% of the world's population that do not have any access to the gospel. And so there is a need, there is a need for us. We are entitled, held responsible in 1 Thessalonians chapter two or three to preach the gospel. Once we hear it, we have now the responsibility to give it to those who don't. And so um, there's more if, if you wanna talk like on, on how we're called as the commission to, to reach the nations. Um, yeah, I think Ramsey summed it up great, but yeah, just how he's talking about in the Great Commission, um, you know, how Jesus commands us to go, therefore, into all the nations. Um, in nations, we kind of get that wrong. We think like, oh, U.S., you know, a nation, a country, U.S., Mexico, Spain, um, England, wherever it may be. Um, but the word is, what's it saying is ethne, and it means people groups. Um so yes, people groups in a nation, but it's saying every people group, you know, so Jesus is saying, go therefore into all the people groups, into all the peoples of the world. Yeah. And that's what we're getting wrong in a way. You know, if, if Jesus is commanding us to go to these people groups and there's still 3.2 billion, um, who have not heard, who don't yeah. have reach as Ramsey said, then, right. then, um, you know, what's going on and that's kind of when Ramsey and I had this revelation from the Lord, um, we were just like, how, you know, it, it just doesn't seem real when you first get the revelation. Yeah. 
you know, because we're, you know, people here, we're spreading, we're laying down the foundation, we're planting seeds of the gospel. Um, but just that, you know, there's 3.2 billion mm. people that haven't heard, like, For all. that's just insane. <laughs> um, and even I think in Romans 10, um, Paul says, you know, how would they hear unless... Yeah. Um, they don't have a preacher. I forget exactly what it says, but um, how are they here if there's not one sent? And so even that, you know, he's calling us to be sent to the people who, have no, who haven't heard, who the people who don't have the Bibles in their dialect, who right. don't have uh, Christians around them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And um, I hate to pivot real quick, but... I do want to talk about supporting the podcast real quick. Uh, the podcast is 100% free. We have no sponsors. Um, and if you want to be part of this ministry, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to holyperspectivepodcast.com slash donate. Um, on there, if you want to contribute financially, you can through Cash App. I believe we are Cash App at Money Sign Holy Perspective. Um, there's also a form you can fill out on the website to contribute financially. And if you can't, then the best thing I would ask for you to do is uh, paying it forward by sharing the podcast on Instagram uh, at Holy Perspective Podcast or also on TikTok at Holy Perspective. Um, and, and the whole point, the whole message uh, we're trying to spread is the message of Jesus, right? We want to reach more people yeah uh, like we're talking about today who don't know about him um and help those who do know him to be more firm in their faith um and with that being said i know you guys talked a little bit about how you saw this need um and then you you felt like pulled towards it how is it that so many people and, and it's mind-boggling even if you think about yeah. it like how is it the bibles are not translated there's no religion there there are no preachers uh, if those people were to die today, we're talking about 3.2 billion people going to hell, you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I get goosebumps even now, like saying, mm. like, man, I know the, the, the word says the path is narrow to heaven, right? And the path yeah. to, to hell is, is a wide path. Uh, but when you actually see it, you know, when you live it and you see, like, all these people are dying without knowing Christ. Um, and, and not because they're rejecting him, but just because they don't know about him. Right. Um you know, it, it almost seems unreal. Um, mm. So how is it that you guys uh, felt called to meet this need in the missions field? And I'll start with Ramsey and uh, just talk about that, how that happened. So I think a big reason as to why this is the case, why it is called the great imbalance or the great injustice is because of spiritual warfare. It comes down to powers and principalities that are battling against it. Why? Because in Matthew, I think it's either, it's in the 20s, so 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, it says that when the gospel is preached to everyone, then the end will come. So what Satan is doing, and his name is actually um, the opposer, it's not actually the devil or Satan, um, but translated in Hebrew to uh, Hasatan, what the opposer is doing is he's trying to stop everybody from reaching the unreached because when that, when that happens, 
then the end will come. So the enemy knows that his time is short and that he's trying to push every way, get even churches to stop looking at this area so that he can reign longer because he knows his time is short. So I think that's why the great injustice is happening and why so many people are scared to go. Sometimes it's it's within um, um, Himalayan villages or third world, th- third world countries that you have to be a missionary and you have to learn a new language. Um, culture integration, there's so much that goes into being a missionary in the unreached people groups that that opposes a lot of people to want to go there too. So there's just so many factors. But the reason how I had decided um, to fulfill that need is because the Lord of God says so. I was praying and, and I was so burdened. It starts with the burden, right? I was so burdened for these people groups because we're spoiled here. We're spoiled with all the food that we eat, the housing, the AC, the clean water, and then again, churches and the word of God that I realized, man, my life is a blessing and I'm so blessed. And in Genesis, I think it was it's 12, one through three, he blessed Abraham so that Abraham could be a blessing to everybody else. And there is a covenant fulfilled in that promise, oh, sorry, a promise in that covenant saying that, if he would go, he would bless everyone. So that's the only reason why we're blessed is because we should be a blessing to, to the nations, to every people group, right? So I read it in the word of God. I saw God's heart for the nations, for his heart for people general, in general. The lost people is, is are no more important than the unreached people groups, but the unreached people groups have a dire need to hear the word of God. Okay, no one is more important. We're all equal. But um, as I read the word of God and got burdened, I decided that he was calling me to that. He was calling me to lay my life down, to sacrifice everything that I have, to give and sell all my possessions to follow Jesus. And so it's worth it. No matter how um, hard or difficult it may seem to, to live as a missionary amongst these people groups, it's worth it because Jesus did it all for me on the cross. And regardless if you're called or not called to it if you don't know if you should go be a missionary the word of god says it's not uh the great suggestion right it's the great commission to go and make disciples of all the nations so we have to go it's a commandment and so it may not look like that like that for everyone some people have to say and some people have to go but there's a great imbalance of what that looks like you know what i'm saying yeah that's so good um and so let's say somebody says, um, you know what, I don't think the, the Great Commission is for me. I don't, I don't feel called to be an evangelist and to go preach in Pakistan, Iran, Thailand, mm. wherever. You know? And they say, uh, I just don't, don't feel called to that. Mm. I want to ask Ethan, how, how are some practical ways that somebody here in the States uh, can get involved and like, share the good news? Do they necessarily... Is the Great Commission just for the unreached going to these countries, or is there another way to carry out the Great Commission? Um, yeah, of course. I, yeah, I think you know God is <clears throat> calling us. Excuse me, calling us to go to all nations. But of course, you know we have to fulfill that as well. We have to fulfill that in reaching the lost here. You know, maybe there's not these unreached people groups here which there is even little pockets of unreached people still in America, um, which are called to go reach them. 
But yes, you know, we're not just, oh, don't go spread the gospel to the lost here in America. Um, yeah, whatever it may be, you could do the littlest as, you know, maybe when I was started, I was, I'm still pretty shy, but at first I was just, you know, spreading the gospel, sharing gospel messages, verses on social media, you know, sharing what Jesus did for us, dying and rising again, what that means. And yeah, so you could do anything from that to passing out tracks. Uh, I used to do a lot. Um, there's so many things that each different person could do. And, and yeah, you know, God's calling us to go, but he's also calling many to stay and fulfill the, fulfill their callings here. Yeah. Um, like even called Ramsey, you know, Ramsey had such a heart for the unreached still does, but, and was gun ho on going as mm-hmm. soon as possible. But, mm-hmm. you know, God diverted his plans to God's plans, to his plans. And, you know, Ramsey had to be obedient to that. Right. And yeah, you know, you, this podcast, you know, we know, I know it's from the Lord and, you know, your guys cohort and, um, all the other things you're doing in service. And yeah, so some people could get mixed up and, or get all, um, like go, 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 which yes, go, God is calling us to go, but God is calling us to be a body everywhere. And there's so many ways to do that, you know, in simple service in simple, can I pray for you to a stranger? Um, Mm. you know, started off something off with Jesus loves you. You know, you hear of that so much, but you know, saying that to someone or even I love you to a random person could get them being like, what? And it's hard at first, even a lot of the times, you know, I overthink when about to say something about the gospel to someone or whatnot. But, um, what I found is even in those, you know, it's never going to get easier. It's not in sharing the gospel. It's not with the teaching. Yeah. It's not, um, with worship or anything, but you know, those are the times when we rely on our faith. We push through and realize that it's not us at all doing it, but the strength and Holy spirit within us. Um, yeah, I think I kind of went all over there, but that was good. Yeah. Um, and one key thing that I think you said is something along the lines that you can all do something if you want to, right? You all Mm -hmm. have a circle of influence. I guarantee every single one of you listening right now has an Instagram account. Maybe you have a Snapchat, a TikTok, a Facebook. That right there is a circle of influence. Maybe you can't reach thousands, but you can reach hundreds. And even if you you reach 10, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. stop posting pictures of your puppy and of like (laughs) your meals at Yard House and start putting forth content that brings value that blesses others, mm-hmm. right? There's so much that we can do. And I feel like nowadays we're so full of excuses, right? Mm-hmm. We all go to work. We've all got family. You've got school. Like we have a circle of influence that we can bless. We've got neighbors, right? But I feel especially with this generation, we become so isolated mm-hmm. and self-indulged through media uh, in which we, we're just good living in our bubble, right? Mm-hmm. But we have a dying world around us. Um, and I would argue here in America, like Ramsey was saying, we're spoiled, right? We've got the yeah. massive churches. Yeah. We have the fog machines, right? We like to talk <laughs> about fog machines all the time. Uh, we have 
plethora of food. In fact, we have so much food, it goes to waste. Yeah, uh, and that's a problem, right? Because uh, we might think that we've got it, right? I've got Jesus. I've got my church on Sundays. I'm good to go. Mm. But the truth is that you may be backsliding further than you know, right? Because right. You're, you're just going in, like we were hearing a sermon recently, going to church, get your coffee, get out, get your sermon. Um, but the life that Christ calls us to live is so much deeper than that, right? Yeah. Life in community. Yeah. Uh, he says, by their fruits, you shall know them. So what fruits are you showing? Right? What are you speaking about to your neighbors, to your loved ones? Uh, what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Is church, is Christ just a Sunday thing or is he an everyday thing, right? Because God doesn't take breaks from us. Mm. Who are we to take breaks and say, uh, you know, I'm just going to leave Jesus for, for Sundays, for my small group, and uh, the rest of the week is for me, God. Like, I would just challenge you guys to examine your heart and say, Hey, maybe I've got to step up here. Um, and that brings me to the next point. Maybe some, some people are listening now and they're saying, Hey, I feel identified uh, by what you guys are talking about. Uh, I feel called to meet this need. Um, you guys talking about the unreached three plus billion people not yeah. hearing the gospel. How can I be involved? What can I do? to be part of that to meet that need so yes do you guys have some some ways that people can get more involved and and help out with that yeah i'd say prayer you know lots and lots of prayer and especially for me i was wrestling with so many things whether this was god calling me or whether it was just me wanting to go in a way to you know be one of these people that help do this um be one of these people that you know as the flesh could think like you know be a part of this fulfilling the great commission if there's only i think it's 10,000 of our 400,000 um missionaries out of US Christian churches go to these unreached people groups um i think it's 10 maybe 12,000 right okay. yeah yeah yep um and so, yeah, a part of my flesh was like, oh, I want to be one of those, the flesh side. But as Ramsey was saying, you know, that conviction, what confirmed it was just prayer and the word, especially just going through Psalms and seeing how God is, you know, the God of all the nations, is how he is going to get glory from all the nations yeah. and seeing you know, if he's going to get glory from all the nations, which he is, and he already is, but if there's still these three million, three billion, sorry, people groups, nations that aren't getting glory from him, then, um, yeah, then I feel that he's calling me to go and through so many other things. But, yeah, prayer, um, prayer, which organization, you know, God may be leading you to, um, and even, yeah, we're, we live in Vegas, and there's unreached people groups here in Vegas. We haven't necessarily gone to those areas, but, um, yeah, if you live in major cities, there's, there's a lot of unreached people groups in cities. Um, but, yeah, there's, you know, so many organizations, and prayer, God will definitely lead you to joining, to be a part of the call. Or to be a sender you know some are called to go and some are called to send um even bringing missionaries in and just caring for them 
there's so many ways, you know, that if you don't feel God leading you to go, that you could help and be a part of these people that are going. Um, what are some organizations you guys might know that people can reach out to if they want more information or want to get involved with this? So obviously, one that I have been in close contact with is a church called Calvary Chapel Saving Grace. And they are a church organization that specifically have a heart to send people to the unreached people groups. Um, I know there are many more, but if the audience is people in Vegas, they are within our reach, within our contact. And so we can help you guys if, if you have a heart to go to the unreached, get you connected and plugged in with Saving Grace and they have a school of missions, um, a six-week program that prepares you to know what it looks like to serve as a missionary in the unreached people groups. And I also just want to add too, um, to the other question um, with what prayer looks like is in Luke 9 that the disciples, they were told to go out by Jesus. And so they're like, okay, Jesus, send us, send us into the harvest field. And he says, no. No, wait, before you go, you need to pray for, um, pray for laborers, pray for um, people to go into the field first, right? And literally we see in Luke chapter 10, like six verses later, that Jesus eventually sends them. So there's something important that when we come to this realization that the unreached people groups is a thing and that there are 3.23 billion people who don't have access to Jesus, um, we need to pray. We need to pray first because if we try to go in our own strength, that's not going to be fruitful. That's not abiding in the vine. So there's so much more that God can do in our prayers, so much more people he can convert, and so much, so many more Christians he can send into the harvest field through our prayers than us trying to go in our own time, which is why I had to surrender my passion, um, youthful lusts of, of trying to go and, and say, okay, God, you still have me here in Vegas for a season. And... And yeah, let's talk about that in a second. But I just want to say, if you are listening and you're like, man, I really want to meet this need. I want to get involved with missions. I'm going to challenge you. Message me on Instagram at Holy Perspective Podcast mm. and say, I want to be involved with missions and I'll get you plugged in. I can send your info to Ramsey or to Ethan or to these organizations that are local, or we can look for some that are within your area but we don't want you to miss out. And then the other thing is, let's say you can't go out to the field. Maybe you can't for legal reasons, mm. or you just, you know, maybe you, you got chicken feet like me. You, you, you bless <laughs> the guys that go, but you don't want to go. Uh, you can always support them financially, right? Yes. Every seed that you sow into these guys yes. goes a long way because you're, you're sowing in good soil, right? You're sowing in the messengers. Uh, the word says blessed are the feet that go out and share the gospel. Mm. And, um, you know, they need support. Uh, it's it's a big life change. They're going into a brand new culture. Some of them, they don't know their living conditions. They don't know if they'll have a roof over their head, if they're going to be able to bathe with clean water. They don't know what they're going to eat. They're gonna know, they don't know where they're going to live, mm, right? Yeah. It's just a step of faith in which they're going out there genuinely to serve people and serve God, right? That's their only intent. Um, there's They're not making money, right? They're... Yeah completely dependent on the donations that people give them and so we want to encourage you one big way you can be supportive is by contributing financially um, and, and we'll have a chance if these guys have a, a link or, or a way that you can support their ministries uh, which they'll plug towards the end 
But I want to briefly talk, Ramsey, you talked about how you were called to missions, you were so set on going, and I know this story, but I want you to share it with the audience. Uh, but now you felt the Lord call you to be a high school youth minister. So what happened? What changed that made you now stay and be part of Vegas for a couple of years? I don't know how long you're going to preach for, but yeah, hey, I'm happy you're here. So part of this process of, of walking a Christian life with God is this constant surrenderance. Surrenderance is, is the key for us to walk in humility and walk in this desperation of we need the grace of God and we need the simple truth of gospel any more than you do or just as equal. Um, and so when we surrender, our time frame, our agenda, our timeline, God speaks to us. When we say, God, I know you've called me to this, but I bring it to you with an open hand and an open heart, God says, okay, then I will move to you. I will show you my will. In Ephesians 1, it says, and God made the mystery of his will known to man for his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. So he wants us to know his will. We can bank on that, that God is way more committed for us to be in his will than our own commitment for us to be in his will, right? So when we come through this surrenderance, he says, no, Ramsey, not right now. I have more equipping and training for you right here. And then if you labor in prayer, if, if I've convicted you with this heart and, and you do what I've called you to do, then you will bear fruit, everlasting fruit. Because I can go to, um, I'm praying about Nepal um, a lot and I'm going to be able to be blessed to go on a vision tour for a pastor's conference in October. And if all goes well, um, then maybe maybe I might be a missionary there. But if I try to go to Nepal in my own strength, yeah, I might save 100 Christians. But what if I went in God's time, in God's fruit, in abiding him, then I might save 1,000, maybe 10,000, right? So there's something important about waiting on the time of God. Even though I am trying to please him, and do my best to walk in his will, it's so much better when we wait and we still always surrender our constant desire. Um, and, and when we do that and when we abide in the vine, man, he speaks and he confirms without a shadow of a doubt, it is so crystal clear that this is where he wants you. And so for me, that's, that's where he wants me right now. He wants me here in Vegas to shepherd the high schoolers. Hey man, that's so good. Just, uh, being able to stay with an open heart, right? Yeah. Life is a journey and, you know, it, uh, God is the way maker. He's the one that establishes our steps. And I know that feeling too well where we're so set on our goals <laughs> and we want something accomplished and God just says, that, nope, not yet. You yeah. Know, gotta, yeah. We make a U-turn or we go in a completely different direction. But like Ramsey was saying, this life is a life of surrender and humility um, and ultimately God's will for us is better than our will. And so we, we should be willing to follow that. Uh, sometimes that means doing some things that we, we didn't think we were going to do or necessarily wanted to. But ultimately, it's going to bless us and it's going to bless others. Amen. Um, and Ethan's here. In a couple months, he's going to be living in Thailand. Um, he's going to be flying out there with his then soon-to-be wife, Um so can you tell us a little bit about what, what you're expecting out there? Do you know anything about what you're <laughs> staying? Uh, 
where you're just like, I'm gonna jump ship and we'll see what happens. Huh? Yeah, just talk about that a bit. Um, yeah, I have no clue what I'm expecting. No, um, yeah, well, honestly, I've never, you know, been to Thailand. The team I'm going with, um, 20 of us or 19 of us plus me, they've been there on two outreaches, um, and our base leaders have been there for quite a while, for a number of years. Um, but yeah, I've never been, God opened up opportunities to go, um, which I was wrestling with a lot and, you know, didn't think that it was God, thought that it was just, you know, I guess a coincidence in a way, or I guess just an opportunities that were coming from my own flesh, you know, coming from my own wanting to go, which a part of me wanted to go, but, you know, a big part of me even still wants to stay, you know, stay with, you know, my brothers I've made, stay with the comfortability of having AC, you know, of having running water. But yeah, so July 26th, I'll be heading out there um, with my fiance at the, at the time being now, um, then we will be married. Um, and yeah, I'm making a commitment of five years to be out there. And the big emphasis on the first year and a half, two years is we're going to be in culture and language training. So, um, yeah, we want to, you know, how are we going to spread the word and raise up these nationals, um, that maybe already have, um, some type of Christian, uh, background environment there. If we can't speak the language, if we can't communicate with them. Um, so we want to be speaking in their native tongue, um, for this one and a half, two years. And then after that is when we want to see how the Lord leads with church planning, with breaking out and branching out into other provinces um, from Trang, Thailand. Thailand is where we will be. But the expectation while we hit the ground is really discipling to disciple, um, not, you know, converting to disciple but we want to disciple, you know, the first moment we meet these people, these strangers that we've never met. We want to show them the love, even if we just have a translator or or we don't have a translator. You know, we want to see, we want them to see the Holy Spirit um, shining through us. You know, we want to be that light um, of the city shining on a hill. So, yeah, whether that be whether that is with spreading the word to them um, or whether that's just, you know, service, you know, abiding in Christ and showing that fruit or, you know, they will know we're his disciples by that love. So just really, yeah, discipling by our love and not just converting one and then leaving them, not just converting people and then leaving them, but, you know, discipleship, just raw discipleship with which is what they don't really have over there um thailand is about like less than one percent christian and there is churches spread out mostly among the north the southern province is a little bit more unreached um but yeah they really don't have discipleship they really don't have people going out nationals going out and spreading the gospel so we want to help raise up these nationals um, to understand that God is a, you know, a God of the nations, 
a god of all peoples. Right. Um, What's the main religion out there? Is there one? Or? Uh, mainly Hinduism. It's like mm. 90% Hinduism. Um, and then Buddhism is really high. And then Muslim. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of... Wow. I mean, I haven't been there yet. But Hinduism. from what I've seen, just a lot of... You know, how we were talking about the hope of Christ earlier, just a lot of hopelessness yeah, in the yeah. videos I've seen and yeah. the pictures and the stories from uh, my fiance Marie and the others just, just instead of raw truth and love, just raw hopelessness, you know, in the people's eyes there, in the children's eyes of just serving these, you know, f- these false gods, these foreign mm. gods that they just bow down, that they just yeah. recite these words these prayers these alms that they're really high in giving um and you know they're just doing it because you know as we grew up in traditions here they've grown up in traditions there and you know as ramsey said how we're so privileged here they're not privileged and they don't have all these churches that they could walk into they don't have you know who is jesus so who is jesus sign um they don't have you know, they don't even have, you know, street preachers just yelling at people. Not that that's, you know, a good thing always. We're supposed to act in love, but, you know, they don't even have that to know who this Jesus is. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So I just want to say I admire that so much, just the courage to step out. And uh, like, like we said earlier, have a change of life, man. <laughs> Leave everything behind. Yeah. Lord knows I am not capable. That's why I'm not called. Um, but like I said, we're all capable of influencing somebody yeah. and reaching someone for Jesus. Yeah. Um, and likewise, the courage that Ramsey has had to and not just decide to meet that need as well, but also to pivot and say, hey, I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to build me up so that one day I can go out there and cause an even greater impact. And I'm sure, right. I'm sure you will, and I'm sure he'll use you mightily. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We're about wrapping up, uh, but before that, I just want to make some space for some closing remarks. If we can uh, quickly just go through what we talked about. So number one, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, let's start there, right? He will give you hope. Mm. He will set you free, yeah. and he will meet every one of your needs. Yeah, um, He's so good. Mm. He loves you, and we encourage you to get to know him. Mm. Uh, number two... Use whatever platform you have to reach the lost. Uh, speak to your neighbor. Speak to your loved ones. There's somebody that God can use you to bless if you are just willing and available. It doesn't necessarily have to be the unreached, but if you want to be involved with the unreached, please reach out and uh, consider uh, sewing into guys like these or mm. getting involved with other organizations. Um and what are some final thoughts, words of wisdom for the audience? And this is free form. It could be whatever you feel led to say. And secondly, how can people follow you, get in touch with you? You can shout out, plug anything, any project, social media that you may have. So let's start with Ramsey and then Ethan. And then we'll close up. I don't think any of this would have been possible. My walk, my development with Jesus, I have fallen so many times and it took a, a, quite a bit for me to walk seriously with the Lord and after failure after failure and not running away from God, the one thing that kept me was one, worship music. So actually two things. 
one thing was worship music and two was community um i had so many brothers like these right here like kevin and ethan and a couple more that kept me accountable and kept me anchored in my faith with my walk um, with god and i strongly encourage to get plugged in into a community into a church church is from god it's not religion it's relation um so if you have a bad um precept precepts and, and notions about church just remember that this community is god's community it's it's god's bride it's his people and getting plugged in with a community and a church body is going to be monumental in keeping your faith with God strong, consistent, to persevere, and to walk a life of freedom with Christ. And second, um, if you want to get plugged in, our Instagram page for the high school ministry, if you are a high schooler, is CCLVHS. Follow the Instagram page. We can get you plugged in. We can get you into communities, um, small groups, um, discipleship, worship nights, you can, you can find some there, and our church that we attend is Awake in Las Vegas. So if you also want to stop by and see what we're about, we are just people who want to follow Christ. Yeah, one thing I just want to go off, what Ramsey said is the community that I as well would never have grown or been able to see what growth is in others um, without without this community God's given me. and. And I feel very well that sometimes God, you know, blesses us with community, but sometimes we shy away, um, let our overthinking or uh, fear get in the way of stepping into that full community and being blessed by that. But, you know, Jesus truly is the, the way, the truth, and the life. And, um, you know, today there's so many different religions, there's so many type of different you know, monotheistic things, so many different denominations, even so many different practices, um, which, you know, people that follow a lot of these false religions may be good people to our human standards, but, you know, all of us four in this room, um, we got our sound guy, Mark, behind us. Um, We're so evil, you know, we're so bad. And just we could never do any of this. It's not do, us doing it, but we can never do this without Christ. And that Jesus truly is the way, the truth, and the life. And again, there's so many religions, but just seek him um, and you'll find him. Just cry out to him, pray to him, just open that word like Kevin said. And, you know, uh, seek him. Where can they follow you? Or what What are some ways they can get um, you? I'm so I'm on Instagram. I think it's E Parks eighteen. Um, but yeah, Ethan Parks is my name. You could follow me on there, and yeah, I'll be leaving to Thailand in a month. And my fiance and I we have a newsletter. So yeah, if whoever hears this, um, watches this, follow me on Instagram, and um, I could get your email or whatever. I get your number, and yeah, just you know, even we love this this walk we've had so far just branching out to other believers even non-believers and just spreading that love you know we're not just called to be believers in vegas but you know across the world we're 
brothers and sisters. So yeah, um, follow me. We could connect, um, maybe do a mission to get someday together or whatnot. But yeah, Ethan Parks. You guys heard it here and live. So (laughs) I want to thank these fine gentlemen for joining me tonight and thank all of you for listening. Again, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at Holy Perspective Podcast. Share this podcast if it blessed you. Follow these guys. And until next time, I'm your host, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us, Kevin. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go.